1: It's time for the GZ Chop Shop Podcast. Each week, hosts Project
0: Etachi and War Nurse bring you the latest in the gaming and tech industry. From the hottest releases to the juiciest scoops. While breaking down all the things you wish you knew. Now kick back, relax, and prepare to have your mind blown. The GZ Chop Shop starts right now.
2: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop Podcast. I am your host, Project Itachi, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ward Nurse. Uh, we've got a thought-provoking episode lined up for you guys, as always. Um, it actually is going to do do a pretty good job of tying into something that we talked about last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, uh, take a chance after this episode. You're already here. Stay here and then go back and listen to last week's episode um, to see how some of the things we talk about wind up coming full circle. Uh, But before we get into the episode, as always, got to talk about this week's sponsor, which is our store, the GZShop.com. So if you guys haven't gone and checked that out, I highly, highly recommend going and checking it out. We have apparel for everyone We deliver worldwide and we have amazing themes for you guys to select from anime, uh, humor, gaming. We've got everything covered. Even if you don't want apparel, we've got collectible mugs. Uh, We're coming out with some NFT trading cards. So definitely go check out the store. It not only helps us continue to bring you guys new and amazing content on the show, but it also lets us know what you guys would want so that we can fill the store with those things that you guys come there and, and would like to get and see in the future. So make sure to visit it, the GZ go check it out. And if you like everything we're doing, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash OSN media. Uh, there you will get, Every episode of all of our podcasts, all three, released early, completely ad-free, and you get to be a part of the conversation. And if you guys enjoy this show, you get to tune in and join us as we're recording it to see and be part of the conversation right then and there. So make sure you check it out. Visit us on Patreon. We can leave the comments on the episodes. And uh, yeah, so do that, do that, do that. All right. Uh, this week's episode, uh, just pretty much two topics, and they they basically tie together. And it, it, I guess you could say, this is kind of a continuation. So last week we were talking about GameStop and the choices they're making and where they're at right now. And kicking off this week, um, something that came across actually, like pretty much just before we started recording this this episode, is Netflix, um, projected to lose about 2 million subscribers. They're halfway there. They've already lost about a million. Um, and they're projected to lose about a million more. And right now they're kind of like, oh, whew, you know, we've expected to lose 2 million. So having lost less, that's good. That gives us a room of error. Uh, you know, we can recover from this. And I'm like, but you should not be happy about this fact because this tells you there's something wrong that you guys need to work out. Oh, and they're, they're just going to blame
0: inflation. Last time they blamed they had the balls to blame the war on U- in, in, in Ukraine on their loss in subscribers back a few months ago. That was their direct reasoning for losing subscribers. Of all the reasons to blame, they blamed the war in Ukraine. And now they're blaming – or they're, I, I'm predicting anyways they're going to blame inflation because we are uh, anticipating uh, – that the, the world, recession. not just the country, but the world is going to head into a, a, a serious recession. Yeah. But they have yeah, themselves to the the blame. Months. They have themselves yeah. the blame for all of the bullshit they've been doing. Uh, I, you know, we could say over the years, but the past several months, man, uh, raising their subscription prices again to again. the highest of all the sub- uh, subscription based services uh what is it now 15.99 i think uh, yeah 15.99 it's almost like 20 dollars uh i think that's just like for the base like if you want the yeah ultra, for the base is like 15 dollars. ultra hd on four screens or whatever the hell and um this time you know their their little merger their little partnership with microsoft and their their ads <sighs> that they're adding and all this shit is only it's only fueling the fire and it's pissing a lot of people off i have not heard a single positive excited happy thought from anybody regarding this move
2: right now the ever i, I don't know if this happened is happening to you on any of the streaming services you, you you watch but i know for me personally the ads have started to become ridiculous i've
0: noticed them on twitch too
2: They're they're
0: ridiculous. uh, Up until recently, if if no one's noticed, if you didn't subscribe to the person you're watching, you typically got one ad that was 30 seconds uh, at the max. Uh, And I've noticed two lately. If you're if I'm not subscribed, I've been noticing two every time that there's an ad break.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've they've increased ads. Um, These companies are like thriving on it. One, I don't even know where they get them the money to to. To pay for that many ads like you know know, these companies are
0: paying them to
2: to show the ads yeah and the more viewers that
0: watch them the more revenue they get in return
2: yeah so uh with with companies like like netflix now getting in bed with the ever-expanding monopolizing microsoft um but it seems like their plan is is to in in order to stay competitive is they're trying to introduce ad based subscription services for cheaper to be more accessible because, uh, across the board where they've lost a the majority of their subscription Now here's the thing. And this ties into one of the, the podcasts we just did on, on Saturday, which by the way, guys go check out gunpowder red. This week's episode was, was really, really good. So go check that out. Um, when I mentioned in that podcast about, uh, Expendable revenue, expendable income. And I said, China is probably the only country right now that has expendable income. That's why they can do microtransactions, why they can do all of this stuff, because they've incorporated that literally their day to day citizens have incorporated that into their budget. That is part of their budget. So they have the expendable income because they know every month this is what they're going to spend on their microtransactions. Uh, streams, ch- uh, services China,
0: and, games. and maybe there's other countries out there, but they're very relevant uh, with this topic uh, with uh, um, these, these three countries, South Korea, Japan, mm-hmm. and China. Gaming as a, just as a whole is part of the culture there. Yep. It's it's matter of fact, South Korea. Uh, uh, what what game is it? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, they have like a national uh, game. Uh, what is it? S- uh, Star, whatever the hell. I can't remember
2: off the top of my head. Probably a PC game, but I, I, I think I know where you're going. I, I, I for Starcraft, some reason, I was Starcraft. That's the Star- one. My, my mind, yeah, that my is mind their game.
0: blank. Yeah, Starcraft is their <laughs>
2: national game. Yeah. And and because of that, they've incorporated that into their to their, you know, their living expense that that's a part of their living expense. So they know how to allocate the money for that. So in terms of where they gain subscribers, no surprise, Netflix actually gain subscribers from the Asia Pacific countries um, because of how they incorporate streaming and gaming into their finances. So for them. It's nothing. This is, you know, this is expected. Uh, if we're here, our, I guess you could say our <laughs> living expenses and the way we budget is like completely different because up until, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago or maybe even 15 years ago, streaming and gaming, those, you know, anything electronic like that was deemed a waste of time. Like... Yeah, in you those know. in
0: those countries, it's it's not the culture is very different, and gaming is not considered a waste of time. It's very competitive yeah. and very embedded in their culture um, as a great way to pass time for many positive reasons, um, at least uh, within their culture from their point of view. Here, yeah, it, it's not part of our culture. If anything, it seemed like a waste of time in a lot mm-hmm. of people's views, uh, and people may not think that that matters, but it does. It 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 it's one of many things that dictate our culture and how we see things in the world. Um, and not just gaming.
2: Yeah. And it it was only really until COVID that we actually started to accelerate to join that huge portion of the world in accepting, you know, streaming services and, and, and digital gaming content as a mainstream media, because I think if not for COVID, um, We would still frown upon it because literally if you look at the time frame, like just before COVID gaming was on its rise, streaming was on its rise, but it wasn't like at the peak where it's at now because people were like, well, why would I stay home and do that? When I can go out, you know, hike the mountains, party all night, do, you know, well, our, our, our American thing, um, and then COVID shut all that down. So then people had to find another source of entertainment. And then they realized how accessible streaming was. And then all these streaming services started popping up. I mean, there's so many streaming services now, it's it, you, you know, for us, our, our dollars are pulled in different directions because it's like you might like this show here, but because it's produced by Paramount, you got to go to Paramount and pay Paramount to watch this one show. But then you like Stranger Things. And now you got to go to Netflix and pay for Netflix to watch this show, but then turn around and say, well, crap, this w, WB movie just dropped in and, 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 you know, the Batman's like But now I got to go to HBO and pay HBO. Um, and it's because all these companies have now tried to rapidly copy what the Asian Pacific countries were already doing for years. This is nothing new to them. This is like new to us and we're trying to and these companies are trying to rapidly catch up because they see how much money could be made from it. The thing is our our financial states does not match the rapid growth that they're trying to to force. And now the companies are backpedaling. Some of them are trying to backpedal and they're trying to in in fancy words say they're being more accessible uh but if anyone remembers the original appeal of these direct to streaming services because originally it started with just movies like with voodoo and and there were other like ultraviolet back in the day they used to <laughs> Ultraviolet, you, yeah you used to just go you get a movie oh totally forgot about maybe ultraviolet. a full season of a tv show you paid for that and that was the closest you got to streaming and for us that was the pinnacle you paid for that, you download it, you take it with you, or you bought the DVD, you had the whole thing, you bought it and you take it with you. But now at first the appeal was, oh, getting to watch these shows in, in real time, getting to watch, you know, access to these, you know, what started becoming exclusives. You were paying for the access to it. And some of these streaming services let you watch this stuff for free with the the, the little stipulation of, but you got to watch ads, looking at, looking at you, Hulu, which for most people, that wasn't a pain because we had ads on network TV, you saw ads on cable, no big deal. Then the real appeal to justify us paying was you get to watch all of it ad free. And there weren't all these restrictions on how many people you know could watch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which by the way, I do believe we shot ourselves in the foot with that one. Um, but Netflix just made it worse by trying to be a parent about it. Yeah. Netflix has gotten greedy real fucking quick. Yeah. Um, because then they were trying to like, they would just charge. I think they did something for a while where like, if you, if someone, if you, if it showed you were watching elsewhere on an account and after like a certain amount of time, it would just charge the main account, uh, the cost of like another, they did some shady stuff that they got called out for. And then I think they backpedaled about it. Um, but now every year they raise their price and we're in a state right now where people, we don't have, people don't have the money for, you know, for these, these services. Now, I don't know if these companies are just trying to force it where these things become exclusive to the wealthy or what their their ultimate plan is because they keep wanting to raise the prices knowing doggone well people are getting laid off by the masses which leads in and in ties into the second topic that I, I wanted to mention with these the, the tech companies doing basically major layoffs they won't specify uh, the job titles they won't specify where they're doing they're just saying we're cutting costs and I, I sit back and I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, this is a fine time of cutting costs. And they say it's in preparation for the coming recession. And I'm like, so you mean to say that you just a while ago had all this money to hire these workers? Now these workers are going to need these jobs in a coming recession. They're going to need these jobs. And now you are going to let them go. Amazon. Amazon. Tesla, Apple, Microsoft—they're Google. They're all letting people go. Yet their services and their service prices do not change. Instead, well, no, I, I won't say they do not change. They do not change for the, the for the better. You're letting the workers go, yet the prices for your services continue to rise. Well, if you've let the workers go by the thousands and they'll, and they'll send numbers and they'll put them in like, oh, well, it's less than 1%. OK, tell that to the 1% that they're less than 1%. The bigger we say 1%, but you got to think out of 100,000 or how many ever employees that they let publicly be known are under their employee because we are only we can only go off of what we're told on social media and in the news and what they let those people get the information that those reporters get is the information they let them have. That's, that's the whole thing. Keeps people from panicking, but you've got all of these, you know, people that are now going to be unemployed in the coming months. The cost of living goes up like where, where and when does it stop? Because I don't see the prices coming down. I mean, prices have been going up for these uh, services and things since COVID. And it's like, they're just trying to see where, like, if there's even a ceiling. And I'm wondering, they all say the same thing. They all say cutting costs, but they don't say what, like, what for? What are you cutting costs for? Where's the money going to go? All right, you're saying you're saving sh- yourself money. Are you going to use that money to, I don't know, pay final checks to the people you're letting go so they can at least have some breathing room as they go look for a new employment or are, th- are you pocketing this money? You're cutting costs, but you're doing what with it? I mean, you can look me in the face and say, Oh, well it's to further our services and, and offer you more, except you're making a new tier, a new payment plan. That doesn't benefit me.
0: You know, Netflix is a you- good, uh, is the best example here uh, with that because they're, they've gotten themselves in so much debt. Yeah. They make about, Uh, you know, it might've gone up higher, but I think the last one from 2019 or 20 was like, they made like 22, 21 or 22 billion, uh, for the year, but they're in about $15 million of debt. And a large amount of that is from them making movies that, yeah, they have some, they have some bangers. They got some good ones out there, some good shows and good movies. But that they're far and few between. They stand out because they're so good. But the majority of the shit they've made and the majority of the money they've spent have been on awful productions. On thing on shows that got canceled, whether it was halfway or at the end of a season, never getting to season two. These attempted live-action animes are a great example. They keep mm. popping off with all this poor quality stuff. Uh again, they have some good stuff out there. Stranger Things is a is obviously a great example. Um, but they're in a ton of debt and they're making that our problem. Yeah. They're making has their to pay failures our problem. Yeah. They're they're, they're basically they're going, taking things that we never even asked for. We didn't ask for originals. Do we like some of these originals? Yeah, we like a yeah, few of them. Absolutely. They're pretty damn good. Yeah. But the majority of these originals, and I, I say originals, but mind you, uh A lot of stuff that says original on there, they're paying other companies to create and they're paying them to put the Netflix original on there, even though Netflix actually had nothing to do with creating it. But they're spending the money to do that, making it our problem. No one no one told them to ask other studios to to make stuff and then pay them to put their name on it, even though they had nothing to do with it and then sell it back to us like we thought they did it. No one told them to do that. They did that themselves, and they're making it our problem.
2: Yeah, and it it really, really, uh it really sucks because you know when I when I go on Netflix and and I've been in the debate too. I'm like, man, should I just cancel it and then just like resubscribe for like a week or month, however long it takes me to binge the actual things uh, I watch.
0: These handful, these small amount of shows and and the occasional movie that drops, people get a subscription just to binge watch them really quick and then they cancel their subscription. I'm guilty of it. I do it all the time. Why would I stick around and watch a bunch of shit that I don't want to watch and pay for that stuff that I don't want to watch when I can just watch something for a week, pay for that month, and move on? And I think this is another way for them to counter it. They're trying to get people to stick around and maybe if... Uh, you know, it's just through the ads only tier. That's enough to get people to stick around. Now the ad, the, the ad tier is not free though, is it? It's not free no. with ads. They're paying for a tier. You're, you're paying. You're To paying still have ads. To Probably still have ads. Probably at a higher cost than Netflix actually started charging to begin with.
2: Do they have yeah. the price out yet for this tier? No, they don't have the price out. I think they're still working on the negotiations with that. Um, and I thought about that too. I said, okay, so you're charging people. You're charging them the cost of an ad <laughs> basically. Because because the company paid probably, you know, we'll say they pay like $500,000 to have an ad run X amount of times. And then Netflix is probably going to charge them, I want to say like maybe $9 at the lowest. I'll be surprised if they go below that. Um. And you're basically telling people, basically, this is this here saying, okay, since you think our other prices are too long, and we think you're too cheap, you will pay us to watch our stuff with ads. Mind you, and I the think original
0: that- subscription price was, uh, I believe it was five ninety nine. The original Netflix subscription price back in the two the early two thousands, mid two thousands. When they when they yeah. first came out or when they first started getting popular, that was their original price it was five ninety nine I believe, which is a far cry from now, which again the the standard is fifteen fifty or
2: fifteen ninety nine yeah you're you're gonna on average you're gonna pay about ten between ten to fifteen dollars for an ad free streaming uh, yeah, service. they're gonna charge
0: everyone the original price I bet you for still having ads that's just wild to me man if they're gonna have ads i mean i just don't feel like it should be a paid service
2: yeah you should have
0: access to hulu makes sense with ads that's my opinion hulu is the only live tv yeah they're the only ones that that it's not a perfect formula i'm not saying hulu is like the best you know streaming service but uh i have hulu um I do pay for Hulu live just because I have a family and uh, it's accessible to everybody. And there's a lot of stuff on, there's a lot of good stuff on there for what you pay for. And it's damn, it's way cheaper than just having cable or satellite TV, but it makes sense to me. Uh, you can, you can pay for live TV, have a lower subscription in that for that tier, which is still like, it's like 50, 60 bucks or something. And still it's the same as live TV and cable and shit. With a couple commercials here and there.
2: yeah, are the ones that make me. sense I, to me.
0: But, but, but I, Netflix, I wish, that doesn't make sense.
2: I, I wish this thought that I had, and once again, if someone comes up with this, uh, I demand credit. <laughs> But if I had the technological know-how, I would do it myself. And I know Apple TV kind of tries to do it, but they charge you themselves, and it makes no—it's no, it, it, a weird thing because what Apple TV basically does is they bring all your stuff under one umbrella, but you still got to pay for that stuff individually, and Apple TV to bring all that stuff under one umbrella. So it's like, eh, it's because Apple TV is its own service. Um, I feel. And I don't think this would hurt the companies in any way, shape or form. It could be the dash pass for streaming because always, <laughs> and this could go for gaming too, it, but it really could be. Are you offering, wait, 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 are you suggesting, a just like gaming, a season pass? No, not a season pass. Like, okay, so on DoorDash, they have the dash pass, which it's $10 a month. Jesus Christ. So basically Christ. you don't pay the delivery fee. You, you pay for the food, you cover the tax. Your Dash Pass covers everything else, so your bill isn't like ridiculously high every time you order food if you use DoorDash that much. So I'm saying, how hard is it? Crunchyroll is proving that it's not really this difficult to just have someone come out with a service where all of this stuff, they make a partnership, and all this stuff gets umbrellaed. And then you select your services that you want to watch and pay for, and you pay that one place And then whoever you've selected, they get a little bit of the profit from what you just described is
0: what cable TV was before streaming services. The thing is, we're coming full circle with. Yeah, we're we're right back where we started.
2: Hey, history repeats itself. History, history is repeating itself. Maybe, you know, in hindsight, maybe cable TV wasn't that bad. It was just it was already stupid expensive before it needed to be. Yeah. That was the issue with cable TV. They were already overly expensive for no reason whatsoever. But in the same sense, they also got greedy because what I'm suggesting is you just pay for the access to the services, no pay per view, no also buy this, no pay for this season. You were already paying for cable and then you had to do pay per view and then you had to pay for this. No, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking like I pay for Crunchyroll, but now because of the partnership with Funimation, I have an immense catalog of anime almost all under one umbrella. And I just pay Crunchyroll and I have almost a bottomless pit of anime to choose from. How hard is it to just do that? Cable got greedy. They had the right formula. Looking back in hindsight, they had the right formula. They got greedy too early. That's what destroyed them. Now, we all think this is more easy. This is more accessible because each of them charges us a little by little. But tell me how annoying has it been when you finally think you've gotten all your bills paid and then all of a sudden you see, boom, Hulu charged you. ooh, Netflix charged you. And you're like, shit, damn. OK, am I done? Uh, No, Amazon. OK, Crunchyroll. God dang it. Like just having one. Or someone that just does the the, the hub or something, you know. I've been saying
0: for years that cable TV has an expiration date and when they hit that expiration date because of streaming services and because cable TV makes no sense uh, what's going to happen with internet because all these cable companies are only going to be left with just the internet and they won't be able to get by with just selling internet. So what oh, would they're happen?
2: Get petty. Well, they're right, get right. petty. So
0: what would happen? And I'm over here thinking like okay the streaming services started off very reasonably cheap 10, 15 years ago. Uh, some a little, maybe a little earlier than that. Um, and we're going to get to a point with these prices going up every year where you're paying 25 $30 a month for Netflix, maybe more. It's going to happen. It's it, they're going up every year. It's a matter of time before we hit these prices and you're paying 20, 30 dollars a month for every single one of these things, it, whichever ones you want. Some people that typically have all of them because they did all start off so relatively cheap. It's going to become a bloodbath competition for which one do you want. And Netflix having a tier that you pay for to have ads is going to come back and shoot them in their foot. When that happens, it's going to be, it's not going to be just bad for us. It'll be bad for them too. It's a bad move all around.
2: So I know we usually give cable TV shit, but I I, I wonder let's, let's, if you can pull up the prices, I'm going to try it too. Pull up the prices for like Hulu, Netflix. Let's see if we can get a list of the streaming service prices, because I want to know for the longest time, and this just shows how the human psychology works against us sometimes um, because we will not pay for something unless we absolutely want it or it's the newfangled thing, such as sneakers or the newest piece of tech. No one wants to pay a huge bill up front unless it's a pair of Jordans. And I've seen the people Hulu, throw crazy Hulu, money at Hulu Jordans. Live right
0: now is 75 99 a month. This is who okay, Live. So-
2: Okay, well let's let's go with your average. Let's go within the middle. Most people go within the middle. So uh, let's Eleven
0: eleven ninety nine up to 15 ninety nine for not live okay. and just basic. So
2: basic we'll say eleven ninety
0: nine. Yeah, eleven ninety nine um for basic stuff. And then Netflix, uh for their basic standard one screen, it's uh fifteen
2: fifty. Okay, we'll 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 say We'll say for some odd reason people do that. It's $15.50. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: They they have a that their standard is fifteen ninety nine. Their basic, which is uh it's ten eighty for resolution and one screen is ten dollars.
2: Okay. Um okay, we'll we'll go on a whim and say a lot of people do ten dollars. All right. Already that's twenty-one ninety-nine two services on average most people have we'll say more than two at least three or four so what well hbo max hbo max is a big one what's the what's the average price for for hbo hbo max it's like it's like ten dollars i think hey it's it's somewhere in there um what is there There they're ten dollars a month so they're ten dollars a month that's what i was thinking boom you're already pushing Thirty dollars.
0: Honestly, HBO Max for for the content they have, they're the most reasonably priced one.
2: For now, all of them start reasonably. They're, they're not the only one of right them. Right now, they're the only one not uh,
0: making a deal about because because uh, people people share passwords and, and, and stuff for HBO yeah. Max, and they don't track you on like or they don't they don't
2: come down on you for sharing across zip codes and stuff yet. Well, I mean, think about it. Neither did Netflix in the beginning. Right. It right. HBO can't make an issue of it yet because they're still a baby. They're still new. So they can't make an issue of it yeah, yet. I, I know a lot because, of people that have
0: left Netflix for HBO Max.
1: Yeah. Give it.
0: messy
1: 20s all episodes of queenie premiere june 7th streaming on hulu hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash spoken today.
2: Once they've got some time under their belt and then they start saying, okay, let's crunch these numbers. Let's see how much money we're missing from, because here's the thing. They (laughs) streaming companies, they kind of work like the IRS, what the IRS likes to do. If you owe money, They're not going to get you that year. No. And a lot of people think, oh, it was no big deal. They didn't catch me. No, they know what they wait that they do is they wait for years until that bill is so huge that when they finally come to collect, you probably can't cover it. You probably can't cover it. And if you are doing well for yourself, they're banking on that because then they can charge you even more. So they want you to do well for yourself because you got two options. You're like, oh well, I make good money, so I'd be able to pay it. I just pay what I owe. No, no, no. You're gonna pay that what you owe and the interest for all the years you missed, and you best believe all the all that wealth you got, they're gonna come and take. Because, as far as they're concerned, it's their wealth because you did not pay them. And if you have no money, then they're gonna come and come for your, your, your livelihood, your house, your car, they're going to come. They wait to collect. And I feel streaming services don't be
0: successful. The key is don't
2: be successful. (laughs) And I think streaming services kind of in in their own way, do the same thing. They wait for years. They let you have the fun. Yeah, we're new. We're not like them. You can share your password. We don't care. And you do. And they track it. And they wait to see how long you do it. And the more people that have it, they go, okay. Okay, we can't do anything yet. We're going to wait. Mm-hmm. Five years. and yeah, we'll hang in there. Six, seven years down the road. Bam. Hey, we're implementing a new policy. Uh, if you share your password, you got to pay for all of those accounts. And then we're all like, what? But you guys never did that before? Yeah, well, you know what? Did you read your terms and conditions? Once again, I also feel a lot of this... Is attributed to the terms and conditions because I actually the other day I recently downloaded a game Star Citizen. Um, and something said, Read the terms and conditions. We always talk about it, we, we've talked about it, and we say, Man, it's probably in the terms and conditions. Even South Park's made a joke. Does anyone read the terms and conditions? No, no one reads the terms and conditions. So I said, I'm gonna read the terms and conditions of this game that I'm downloading. Granted, it's early access, and I have to say, I kind of feel that and i'm saying this for myself as well we may have we we basically do shoot ourselves in the foot and a lot of the time i'm thinking not all of the companies probably do it because in the t in, in the terms and conditions it says that they can change this without our permission obviously because it's their company but one of the things that stuck out to me about the game that I said, damn, how many companies do this and how many developers have done this? And we've just clicked okay to play the game and then not realize we literally gave them permission. And it was right there in like the first paragraph where it says, you are basically paying for the rights to this game, but you do not own the game is basically what it was in the first paragraph. So what that translates to is Everything that went digital, if by saying OK, that means they do have the right, which even though it pisses us off because it's a digital content game, they you've paid for them, you've paid the money. But right there in the first paragraph, it says the rights too. if you, they no longer have a game and they no longer want to provide it, they have every right to remove it from the store because all you did was pay for the rights, which meant you just paid for the access to but not the ownership of. And it was right there in the terms and conditions. And I was like, Oh shit. I need to start reading this before I buy anything games and whatever, because who knows maybe this has always been there with physical copies and stuff. And it was right there in the print. And I'm wondering if it's the same thing with streaming services because streaming services, if it was only just access to watching movies and watching TV, why do you need to agree to a terms and conditions? Like we're so used to just hitting check mark. Okay. That we've never thought when you turn on cable TV, did you have to sign a terms and conditions? No, your terms and conditions with the, was the contract with the cable company. But did you read that? No, but every, when you sign up for your streaming service, every single one you clicked, I agree. But did you really read what you agreed to? And somewhere halfway down the line, I promise you, if someone goes back and digs through, it says that they have the right to change the prices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, do this, do that, do this, this, that, everything they want to change in a policy. And we just say, okay. And the reason they never can be stopped is because when they go to court, they can say, but all the people complaining – signed the terms and conditions and they do send out emails we've updated the terms and conditions policy most people most of us i will say us ignore them so while this is an upsetting thing and i know i'm playing devil's advocate here while this is upsetting there's a lot of and they and true they make it confusing which is why a lot of people don't read it they intentionally use legal jargon because that's how they get around most people don't understand legal jargon so they're just like, OK, whatever. Let me just have my access. But now you've signed away all your your right to complain. Because also in the terms and conditions, they talk about how you can raise proper complaints and issues. I mean, we take the social media and make a big Big boohoo cry. Yeah. And sometimes I gets results, but there's actually a, a legal process you could follow to be like, hey, I went through your terms and conditions. I saw this clause. Uh, I do not agree to this clause. And legally, and here's why. We probably could have prevented a lot of this if we actually all sat down and read the terms and conditions, <laughs> to be honest. Like, Star Citizen really opened my eyes when it was like, you're paying for the rights. The rights. And the ownership, those are two completely different things. And I'm like, so we basically pay for the rights to access the movies and stuff, but we don't own any of them. We don't own, you know, our account to Netflix. It's just like a password. You know, it's a, it's a pathway to, to their, to their service. Um, And in coming full circle, when you share your password, they have every right with every update of terms and condition. And that's probably why they update it. I'm thinking like every time they do the update and like, Hey, we updated your terms and conditions. It's probably because they've collected a bulk, all of the people who are doing X, Y, Z, and then they update the terms and conditions. So you can't go back and say, well, when I signed up, this was that. Nope. We updated it. So five, 10 years from now, you've got to pay for all those accounts. Because we put it in the terms and conditions. It's not our fault you didn't understand, but it was in there. And it, this is where it comes full circle because they're just going to wait. I like HBO Max. I really would hope they would still play ball, but I call it like five years from now. They're going to do the exact same thing because they know it's what people want now. So they're undermining the competition by giving back what people thought was no big deal. On the flip side of it, from a company perspective, it does become a big deal because you are technically gypping them of money. If I, if I ran a candy store and I sell my candy cheap, $1, but your friend is too cheap to buy their own piece of candy. So you come to me and you buy a piece of candy for a dollar and your friend says, it's not that your friend doesn't have a dollar. They just don't want to spend their dollar. And they say, hey, give me half of your candy. To you, it's no big deal. You still technically get candy. They get candy. But I'm standing right there and I still only got $1 and get to watch someone have, you know, split the piece of candy. <laughs> so I'm like, why didn't you just buy a piece of candy and you both get a 100% of the candy and I get $2? And then it starts a, a trend because then they, you know, that if they know you're going to share the candy... They're always going to come to you for half of your candy. Yeah, it's costing you money. And now all your friends are getting a piece of the candy and I'm still making what? Five dollars. But you brought 10 friends. That doesn't seem and this to, to quote Wanda Maximoff. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> so not saying that they're saintly, but I, I kind of get it why they make these drastic moves sometimes with prices because it's to make sure they don't lose money, cover the costs to bring the content because when they're hoping the content brings new subscribers, if that doesn't work, someone's got to cover the cost of the risk they made. That's the people that are paying. And if you're going to consistently let your friend have access to your account, then you got to pay some way for it. Or you can go tell your friend, get off my account. I ain't paying for it or pay me half or something and get your own account because it must have worked over Asia Pacific because they increased in subscribers, which means if they were sharing passwords, their friends were like, "Mm, I know this isn't my budget, but you got to go get your own account. And then those friends probably went, yeah, you're right. And then it increased their subscriber numbers. So it's not a strategy that's bad across the board because it worked in one place where it didn't work in another. And let's be completely honest in terms of population. Um, China dwarfs us <laughs> like the Asia Pacific intent. They, they dwarf us. So it's no big hit for the American market to take a dive in uh, subscriptions for Netflix. Like Netflix, isn't going to go under like, you know, cause they don't, not only do they have us, they also have Canada.
0: No, I mean, they, they make so. about two and a half times more than their debt. So they're, they're fine. Yeah. And that's so. like yearly. They make, about two and a half times more than what their accrued debt is.
2: So I, 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 once again, I I say take the time to read the terms and conditions before signing up for anything. Or if you can find the old, the terms and conditions, because they're available on the sites. If you go in your apps, there's usually a, a page dedicated to the terms and conditions, scroll through it, read what you're paying for. And, and get a true understanding of how these services work because I feel like it's a cheat sheet to know what the company is gonna do next. And where you can then predict if you wanna stay with them or not. Because you read the terms and conditions, you'll know how they operate. You the, 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 the trend will no longer become a surprise. Which is which is funny because it's like every time Netflix raises the prices, everyone's like, oh, but they've done it almost every year. Why is it still a shock to us? Nobody reads the terms and conditions. It's right there in 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 the print. It's frustrating, but it's like it's like when you're you, you know, you go to study for a test, your friend literally gives you the cheat sheet, and you just like skim it, and then you look on the test and all of a sudden you're like surprised by the questions. Cause you just like picked and chose what you were going to (laughs) read it's like i gave you the cheat sheet man did you not read it it's it's a complicated but it's a it's a cheat sheet nonetheless read the terms and conditions for games for streaming services and you could probably save yourself a lot of heartache and money you might have to kiss some of your favorite shows goodbye but i think your wallet will be a lot happier honestly Cause I, I like I said when I looked at Star, when I opened up Star Citizen, someone was like, "Read like the first three paragraphs." And I read it and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we might have been wrong this whole time. Who knows? They might have changed it because of the big increase in digital consumption and people, you know, being in an uproar about it." But that one line right there made like a whole bit of difference. I was like, if they pulled this game and people complain we got no leg to stand on because it says right there we just paid for the rights that means we just paid to have access to it not ownership of it they can do whatever they want with it they want to turn it off to- tomorrow and run with your money they can do that and it's it's um it's 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 a mind fuck thing to think about but yeah Now, I wish I could say the same about contracts, you know, with the tech jobs, letting people letting people go. Um, But I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. And I think especially with these big tech corporations, who does want to be able to go to their family dinner or be in their group of friends and say, I work for Google. I work for Apple. I work for Tesla. And then the next day, your job no longer exists. Like all of a sudden, your job is irrelevant, Most jobs have like, you know, contracts and stuff. How many people actually thoroughly read their contracts? Most of the time when we're getting guided through, they give you the friendly person who's guiding. And it's like, oh, this is just explains this, this, this. And they explain it where it sounds like nothing, no big deal. And it's like, and just sign here because all we're thinking of is now I work for, uh, I work for Google. I'm going to make good money. My family's going to, it's going to be great. I'm going to have so much stuff. I'm going to be able to do all these crazy cool, cool things. And then, like in the fine print in the contract, it's like, hey, we can terminate your job at any time and say it doesn't exist, and you can't do anything about it. Bye. Because if they're letting all if all these corporations are letting people go, how come there hasn't been any legal battle? How come people aren't fighting it? They're just gone. Why? Because in the contracts, it's being revealed to them, you sign that you wouldn't. And in the moment, everyone thinks, well, it could never, it'll never happen to me. I'm irreplaceable. Why? Why are you irreplaceable? Why are you specifically irreplaceable? Well, I have a senior position. If anything, that makes you more likely to be let go. Because now they, do they, if they're trying to save money, would they rather cut? the people at the bottom that cost them the least, or cut the people at the top due for promotions, which one is going to save them more money cutting the person that is nowhere close to retirement or the person that's getting close to retirement and would collect a check for the rest of their life from that company. I know which one they're, I think they would be cutting and it's not, it's not the person at the bottom (laughs) because the whole goal is to get the person at the bottom to take over that spot and then let them go so they don't have to pay them retirement. And it's a vicious cycle that repeats. That's where the cost cutting is coming in. And it all starts from the moment you first sign that contract. And then you don't even realize in there, it says you cannot fight back. Because all these companies, this should be like national news, people up in arms, You're losing your job. Suddenly your job is no longer around. That makes no sense. Your job no longer. Amazon hired thousands of people. Now all of a sudden they got no purpose. Like their jobs are just non-existent. That makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. You come on as a full-time employee. Like if it was a temp position, like if they say, hey, this is a temp position, this position could dissolve. That's different. But these people went in this is a full-time career job. Now it's just gone. To save money. Save money for what? If no one has money to spend, <laughs> if no one has money to spend and you're firing them, where's your money going to come from? It really won't matter. I mean, to me, it just makes sense. Let them keep their jobs. They'll have money to spend. They're more than likely to spend money because they have some money. So, so who's going to be, because the, the rich don't spend their money. They put that cost off to us, the middle class and lower. They don't. That's why they're rich. They don't spend their own money. So I don't, I don't see the, like, make it make sense to me. I don't see the end game plan here, especially with the tech and the timing. Tech is on a rise right now. It's at its best we're at the best stage we've ever been in technology why now what is your end game here are you trying to let people go so that you don't have to share the credit like like this some of this just doesn't make sense to me there's just too many there's more questions than answers and the fact we're so dis- just dismissive about it It's like, man, I don't think I would ever want to work for a tech giant now if that's how they do their people. I Look, you work at Google? Kudos to you. Kudos to you. I hope you are saving your checks the best you can. (laughs) I know you wanted that condo or whatever, but maybe you should live in a studio apartment, (laughs) cut off some streaming services and pocket your money for like a good 10 years because like, I don't know, this is a, these are scary times. These are, these are, these are very scary times. And then just looking at how like uh, they even handle, and, and to prove my point about, they don't care what tier that you work at, like your rank, the analyst, when we did the ghost in the machines episode, that guy had degrees degrees you and I have never even heard of, could never even achieve. That man was getting paid top dollar to make an AI. And Google's like, you're out of here. <laughs> AI made you're him out. nervous and
0: they fired him. And they fired he, him. He did everything right, but say the AI made him nervous.
1: Yep.
2: You know, if Google's gonna fire people like that, you you really think like, come on. That's just my 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 little rant on that. Uh I don't know how you feel, feel about it. Like as I was reading it, it just really, really, really bugged me.
0: I think the so. recession's going to it's going to prove to be a, a lot, a lot worse than uh, we're thinking it's going to be. And I, I think we can all agree that this is this is just the beginning right here of price hikes of inflation of companies and, and especially these tech giants uh, doing what they're doing now. Um the next few years is gonna be very interesting, especially in the tech industry and gaming industry for sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. Well, not gonna end on a downer. Um, we are gonna come to our 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 closing segment, which which is a little bit more lighthearted, so not everybody be, be all depressed. Just just read your terms and conditions, folks. Just read your terms and conditions. <laughs> um, but coming to uh the show picks of the week. Uh, mine is definitely going to be an anime one. Um, I've been talking to you about it. And I don't know if you've taken my suggestion and watched it yet. Um, And it actually has a manga. And I think the manga actually only came out in 2019. So it's fairly, fairly new. And it's called Miracle Chan. And it is a comedy horror with a touch of... I I like to say a touch of, of emotion to it. Um, And it's categorized as sending. So it's, it's, it's target audience is, is uh, older, uh, older gentlemen. I say older gentlemen, because they never really like categorized like the age group for sending like shoning is like teen to like early twenties. And I guess sending is like mid twenties on up. So, um, but it is a, it is a good, Horror comedy that doesn't use your typical tropes of jump scares and blood and gore. Actually, there's like absolutely no real there's like actually no violence, really. It's the story carries it and the situations that Miracle finds herself in are just like iconic because basically she's a girl who can see ghosts, but she pretends that she cannot see them and her interactions that happen with the people around her when there's ghosts and she's talking with someone and the ghost will just appear and like get in front of her be like hey can you see me and she's just like is like doing the thousand yard stare trying so hard to like not react because she knows if she reacts and the ghosts will react and then the people around her have no idea what's going on um It is such a good show. Like, I actually binged the entire season and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm already on episode 12 and it's typical anime only has like usually 12 episodes. But they left it at kind of like a cliffhanger, sort of, where I'm like, oh, there's going to be a second season. Yes, because it's so good. And I'm like, please, for the love of everything, do not take five years to make it. Like, I hope. It gets the attention it deserves. I feel it's a sleeper. Um, which kind of sucks because the anime community is like high school. You've got (laughs) you've got your niche crowd who are like they kinda hang to themselves or their own little club group. And then you got the loud and 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 popular crowd which is like the mainstream anime that like dominate all. And it's like, you mentioned anime and everyone's like, Oh, my hero academia, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's other anime, right? <laughs> like, have you gone beyond the first row? Have you gone alphabetical? Have you just looked at one and clicked watch? Um, So if you guys, I, me personally, if you guys are looking for something a little out of the norm to watch, and it's not super scary, in my opinion, I know some people are like, Oh my gosh, I can't watch horror. It freaks me out. And I'm like, it's not it's not super scary if anything it's more it's more emotionally uh and humorously driven than anything um i can see the second season going more into the scare factor though because of how the first season ended uh so uh, personally that's my recommendation for for something to watch if you're into anime definitely check out miracle Chan. um you can watch it on crunchyroll so if you got a Crunchyroll subscription after a whole conversation of subscriptions. Go check it out. So what about you, Warner? You, have you watched anything new? Have you just been an
0: overlord lately? All right. So first of all, I did watch the new episode of Overlord today, and it was, uh, <laughs> did you watch it? I watched it. Okay. The, the, the last half of that episode, uh, when, uh, and this I isn't a no spoiler, it's guy. not a spoiler, it's not a spoiler, but when Ein shows himself, I got chills. The panic sets <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> the the handful of animes out there that uh, that portray fear and panic that are that that well just add to the brilliance of of the the show and, and moving it from the manga to the you know to the to the show itself to the so, screens yeah to the screen uh, but no 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 Overlord's not my I'm not Overlord twice um, Doom Patrol on HBO Max people. Uh, this is coming from someone who's not. I'm not a huge DC fan. It's not that I dislike DC. I just I've never been super into a lot of the the DC characters in the DC verse. Uh, I was always really into like X Men and, and and stuff. When it came to Marvel, um, I'm a huge X Men fan. But anyways, uh, Doom Patrol is a, a very very hilarious hilarious show on HBO Max. If you have not watched it, it parallels. Uh, titans which is the other dc show on on hbo max which i personally like as well but doom patrol does such a good job of portraying their character's growth alongside the best humor ever and brandon Fraser, who i got to uh see from afar because i never got to actually <laughs> meet him i got to see him from a distance like i can't afford this today but hope you're doing okay here's a wave i'm not My late, eyes I have actually seen you yeah but i yeah um seemed like a nice guy <laughs> from a distance uh <laughs> man those comic cons man those lines are long dude uh but doom patrol i highly recommend it uh basically uh brendan Fraser plays a robot man which is a a NASCAR driver that gets in the wreck. That's what you see anyways. And there's a story behind it. Um, He gets put by back together by this professor and his brain is like in the robot. Think of cyborg. If cyborg was just the brain, it's like that. There's actually a spiel in the show when he gets pissed off at cyborg. And he's like, how come your father made you this and saved you and made, made you like this. And I'm just a brain in the machine. But funnier. He does it a very funny way. But all the characters come with their own dysfunctionality. It's all very hilarious. I absolutely love that show, and I highly recommend it. It's not your typical DC superhero show at all. Matter of fact, they all have abilities, but they're far from superheroes. They're, They're just a dysfunctional little... You wouldn't even call them family. Just people that live together and don't get along very well and fuck up everything. And it's, it's hilarious. So I highly is recommend that why You it. also
2: like uh, umbrella Academy. Yes.
0: Yes. I, I love the dysfunctional <laughs> toxic humor. It's very funny. There's a trend going here right now with myself. I, I, see, I, I can this. see it. Yeah. That I'm stepping out. Uh, I might have some problems I need to work on mm. <laughs> guys. Uh, but that's my recommendation. Show- people is check out doom <laughs> patrol. The first episode of season one is, is it'll hook you in. It's very funny
2: show your love and support for ward nurse uh he's feeling very dysfunctional (laughs) he he likes his dysfunction but anyway uh yeah we are gonna get out of here um let us know your guys' thoughts on the the tech company layoffs um everything netflix is doing streaming services as a whole we would love your feedback and if you happen to be involved in either of these industries like personally i could work with these industries we would definitely like to know the other side of the of the coin beyond what, you know, news articles and everything show us. So, reach out, hit us up uh osn-media.com or hit us up on Twitter at the gz chop shop. Let us know your guys' thoughts on the episode. Uh we would we would love to hear from you. So, also don't forget once again, visit our store, the shop.com, grab yourself some podcast merch, show your love and support for the show, and if you haven't already, Hit that subscribe button so you guys can be notified every time we put out a new episode. Once again, I would hate to emerge from your closet because you didn't hit the subscribe button. I guess you'll just never know. I guess you'll never know. Just hit the subscribe button and we won't have to worry about it. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. All right.
0: I'm in somebody's closet right now. You're going to get a lawsuit so one day. day. Someone's just going to blindly blame you. They're going to get assaulted from their closet. And someone's gonna be like, you know what? It was that Project Hitachi.
2: I always it, was knew that it was that him. Project Hitachi. He always said he was going to pop I'm gonna out of knock somebody's on my closet. Door. I'm like,
0: I will, I, don't, I wasn't involved. I don't know what this is. Uh, leave me out of it.
2: <laughs> leave me out of it. Uh yeah so anyway yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in uh you guys have been amazing stay safe out there look after yourself and look after each other and we will catch all of you wonderful people on the next podcast later everybody